This is The Dugout. Weekly interviews with Mariners manager Scott Service. Brought to you by Pizza Hut and by Mazda of Everett. Inside access to the clubhouse from Shannon Dreyer. Every Tuesday at 1 with Bumping Stacy on Seattle Sports Station. The home of the Mariners. It is the dugout. All Mariners from 1 to 2. We got a full hour here. We're going to be speaking with Scott Service for the Scott Service Show. He joins us right now. Scott, how's it going? I'm doing great. Uh, over here in D.C. getting ready to play the Nationals tonight. Thanks for joining us, Scott. I'm, I'm going to ask you a personal question. Not too personal. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've been a coach and a player, and when things are going bad, my wife tells me I'm just a grumpy man. I'm grumpy. When things are going good, she knows when things are going good because I'm walking around the house smiling and stuff. Step in your step. Uh, do, do you take your work home or do you, are you able to leave it at, at the field and, and go home and, and live life? Uh, I could lie to you or I could tell you the truth. What do you want, Bob? <laughs> I'll take the, the truth, truth, baby. Okay, the truth The truth is I don't know if anybody <laughs> leaves it at work. Uh, I think we all carry it home a little bit. And fortunate enough for me, uh, my wife, Jill, because putting up with it for years from my days as a player and now coaching. So, uh, no, it's, it's, they understand, uh, what we've signed up for and got a ton of support at home, but I'm not always the, the funnest guy to be around at home, certainly when things aren't going well, but it's, everybody kind of knows that my wife knows it. My kids know it. Um, you know, and unfortunately we do take it home. It's what we do. And I think it's, just you're not really going to take it out of me that's just how I'm wired yeah very human reaction but thankfully uh you've been able to get the better side of that given that uh your club is on a hot streak here just a tear for the Mariners including a four-game sweep of the Blue Jays for the first time in franchise history what was that clubhouse like after that fourth win uh we were pretty pumped certainly um you know big series for us uh great crowds you know all weekend and and uh you know, I know a lot of people from up north came down to, to root on the, the, the Blue Jays, so it's great to send them back there um, after they spent all their hard-earned cash <laughs> at the ballpark. <laughs> we quieted them down, and uh, our guys played great. I thought we pitched very well throughout the series. They have a very good lineup. So we did a nice job keeping those guys uh, in check for the most part, and we got some very timely clutch hitting, none more than and what Carlos Santana brought to us over the weekend. So. A lot of guys chipping in. Uh, we're on a good roll right now, and hopefully we can continue here leading into the All-Star break. Yeah, Scott, I was going to ask you about Carlos Santana. Did you feel like this type of performance was close? Did you see something in his approach, um, his at-bats? Did you, did you see this coming? You never know. I mean, certainly Carlos has got a ton of experience in the league, and uh, he understands, you know, you can get on these hot streaks. You can, get, you know, you go through cold streaks. It's part of it, but biggest thing that just you know made impact on me right away getting to know Carlos and seeing how he was around our team was you know just his, his willingness to share and to talk to our players and um, you know continue to try to work to develop relationships with guys and and uh, it's been great um, he's added a lot in our clubhouse and certainly we can see what he's added on the field you know with the big hits here over the weekend but it's been more than just the big hits it's what he's done talking to guys adding in meetings um, and, and really he, he loves playing baseball and for a guy that's I don't know, 35 years old, he's got 11, almost 12 years in the league. Uh, it's good for young players to see that, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's the joy and, and the passion that he plays with. He's as fired up when somebody makes a great play and we get out of an inning as he is when he hits a home run. So, uh, it's been awesome to see what he's brought to us. Hey, Skip, uh, there's absolutely nothing easy about having your job and being a manager, but I would imagine um, that maybe a common misconception is that somehow it's easier when you guys are winning a lot. Does your approach change? Do you find that it sometimes is tougher to manage that? I mean, 
How do you change in your approach to talking to your young guys when you guys are winning a ton? I think it's so important you don't change your approach. Um, It's probably the most challenging thing um, in our game. You know, different from football, we play so many games. You know, I mean, the football is the once a week. You can get up for your game, and if you lose that game, it's about the equivalent of us losing – you know, heck, 10 games, you know what I mean? Um, so you, you really have to stay as consistent as you can. Understanding if your team is struggling in certain areas, we want to talk about that. We want to continue to focus on getting better, even if it's just 1% in a particular area. And that's what we've consistently done. And I credit to our coaches and our players. Uh, our guys prepare very well. Um, it's a really challenge for us coming in to play the Nationals here for a couple games because we don't know much about them. They've got a totally different team than they had a couple of years ago. So spending a lot of prep time trying to get ready, put our guys in the best position to have success through the next couple of days. So there's always something going on that you're looking forward to, but I think it's really important to stay consistent. I think we've done that for the most part. You guys send George Kirby down to, to get some rest. You bring up Matt Brash. What have you seen in, in Brash's development? Well, a lot, you know, when we broke camp with us, you know, he, he was a starting pitcher. He was one of our five starters. It didn't go great for him when he was with us. I just thought, you know, command issues, getting into the strike zone and then being able to put hitters away. And, and you know, it just, it just wasn't working for him. So when we sent him down, you know, a lot of people looked at us maybe cross-eyed and said, why would you have this guy come out of the bullpen? And, you know, we looked at where we were as a team, and if everything came together, we really thought that Matt could impact our team out of the bullpen. And, and I really think he can. You know, he's got great stuff. We saw the fastball up to 100 miles an hour. He's got awesome breaking pitches. And, by putting him in the bullpen and letting him kind of go through that experience of how to get up and, and get ready quick and come in and face somebody, you know, with guys on base to having pitch back to back days to pitching, you know, three out of four days, we threw a lot of different things at him that he's going to have to, you know, he'll face in the big leagues when he's coming out of the bullpen. So um, I'm really excited about how he threw the ball the other night. He's going to play a big role for us going down you know, through the second half here, you need fresh arms. You need a lot of guys you can lean on. We play a lot of close games by nature. That's how our team is built. So the value of bullpen guys that can go out there and throw a zero up there in the seventh or eighth inning or, or come in with a couple guys on and get you a big out or strike somebody out, like it, it's, it's huge. So you can't just lean on the same guys all the time. And I think Matt's really going to help our depth in our bullpen, and he'll play a big role for us. I truly believe it, and I'm, I'm really excited to have him back on the team. Now, Julio should obviously be very proud of himself for being named to the All-Star team, an incredible accomplishment at just 21 years old. But, Skip, uh, everyone I know, including myself, is heated. On behalf of Ty France, it makes yeah. no sense. I mean, uh, to me, he was a shoe in I was preparing a show where we came in to talk about how Julio should have been chosen, and then here we, we look at Ty France not being selected. Um, were you surprised by that, and did you have any conversations with Ty? Yeah, more than I was shocked, yeah. quite quite frankly. Um, you know, when I got the message early Sunday morning and um you know, I sat down and talked to Ty one on one uh, before I, I met with the team. I thought it was the right thing to do uh with him and, and you know, explain, you know, my disappointment, frustration. Right. Certainly he was yeah, you know, he was disappointed. There's a lot of good players in the league and he's not, you know, just saying others aren't deserving of that honor, but for me, he's the best first baseman in the American League in the first half of the season, uh, without question. Now, he had a little injury. He missed a couple weeks. Did that affect things? I, I don't know. Uh, but the teams that, that play against us, and you know, we would not even be in this position. We sit here a couple games above 500, and we wouldn't even be close to that if it wasn't for Ty France. He was our most consistent offensive player in the second half, and he probably will be – I mean, in the first half, and he probably will be in the second half again. So you know, I'm still hopeful um, that he can get on the roster – 
Uh, he's certainly deserving of that. I've, Dusty Baker's the manager, and I've reached out to Dusty, and it's not all Dusty's call. It's, it's many people involved in the league and those things. But you know, if there is a, a player that, that you know, comes up sore, has injury or something, I certainly hope they'll consider Ty because he should be there. He should have been there from the get-go. But nothing you can do about it. You know, and those things happen throughout the course of your career. Um, you kind of put a chip on your shoulder and go out and show people why they were wrong, and, and hopefully Ty will do that here as, as we head in. You know, getting close to the break and head into a big second half. Scott, the last 19 games have been fun to watch because I've seen you guys win in different ways, right? You grind one out, you blow a team out, Suarez hits his first career walk-off. But when you look at this team as a whole, maybe you break down the data and the stats, is there one thing you feel like, okay, if we can get better at this, um, then we'll continue uh, to climb like like we have been the past few weeks? Yeah, that's a good question, Bob. I mean, our pitching has been so good throughout the first half, you know, will there be some regression there? Maybe some other guys, you know, maybe they aren't quite as good. I really feel good that we were going to be able to continue to pitch the way we have been. Our defense has been very solid throughout the first half. I don't think it gets enough credit. You know, we make the plays that are supposed to be made. For the most part, we throw to the right base. We hit the cutoff, man. We do those little things that that stop teams from putting up big innings against us. And the one thing that I think we have a lot of room for growth in an area to get better is offensively. You know, we've been pretty good here the last couple of weeks of hitting with runners in scoring position. We're getting a little bit better of getting that guy in from third, but not as good as we can be yet when we're clicking on all cylinders. So I'm hopeful our offense, you know, continues to even get better than it has been, you know, over the last couple of weeks here in the second half. And then hopefully we get the addition of, you know, Mitch Hanniger gets back and joins our team. Hopefully Kyle Lewis can get back and join our team. So that'll only help as well on the offensive side. And I said it the other day. I don't think we've played our best baseball yet. I know we're we're we're, we're clicking right now. It's fun. We're, we're finding ways to win games, but I still think we're better than what we've played to this point, and I think that's a good thing. Are there any particular players where you think we haven't even seen the best of this person this season? Like, what kind of prompts you to say, "I don't think we've played our best baseball"? Well, I think as a, as a team, we've yeah. seen individual guys step up and have a good week or a good couple games, you know. But as a team, and certainly. I don't think we've seen, you know, Jesse Winker hasn't even touched what I think he's capable of doing. Uh, you know, Frazier, I think is uh, Adam Frazier's swung the bat better here in the last five or six games, more consistent. But again, this guy's like a career 280, 285 hitter. Uh, you know, so there's plenty of room for growth there. I think Toro, we've seen, you know, flashes. He gets some big hits late in games, but the consistency hasn't been there. So, you know, we've got guys that can definitely, you know, step up and not even like just blow their old, like, I guess, standard numbers out of the way, just kind of do what they've done throughout the course of their career and, and getting to that point. They're all very capable of that. So I do think there's room for growth. Scott, let me say I, I really enjoyed the Toronto series, one, because I was out there with my kids, and those Canadians are feisty, man. So thank you <laughs> for you guys getting that done. Uh, but uh, during that series, man, you have some things bounce your way, right? You got the the homer by Demo. You got the pop-up by JP, uh, Guerrero's mitt uh, being blown up do you ever when those things happen do you just look at your teammates and shake your head and laugh and say man it's just one of those days right the the baseball gods are on our side right now yeah and there's plenty of games we've walked off and said man we lined out to the right fielder and the first base made an unbelievable play against us and you, you know and so you didn't we didn't have luck on our side so you always want to think it does even out. I'm not sure it always does but we certainly got some breaks in that series there's no question about it and I think we all realize that and you can get breaks, but you still have to take advantage of them. Yeah. And, and I think we were able to do that. You know, they don't catch a pop-up that JP hit there, and then you know, Carlos walks up and it's a home run right after it. 
Well, Carlos didn't walk up there and hit into a double play ball either. He had a home run. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, the ball went through Vlad's mitt. That's crazy. You never see that happen. Okay, but we had the bases loaded at the time. We had put pressure on them, and we created an opportunity there where they had to make a play. And for whatever reason, we caught a break. So, uh, you know, you need a little break. <laughs> you need those things. You need a little luck in this game once in a while. And it was on our side, but we, we created some things. We, we, we kept some pressure on them and put ourselves in those positions. So we'll take it. You know, why not? Why not us? Yeah. Um, Curtis, our producer, he also uh, does hosting here, mentioned that this is some of the most fun he's had watching the Mariners, just the streak you guys have been able to go on, but also just the young players and the promise. Like there's something different about watching young players have fun because it feels like the future is in front of them. Is this some of the most fun you've had managing? It is, I think. Um, you know, some of the things that happen behind the scenes probably are the most gratifying for me. Um, I know the fans and they want to see home runs and particular players stand up and start take off early in their career. And I certainly enjoy watching that too, but I think it's, it's the growth and the maturity of things that you see behind the scenes that probably the most, uh, uh, gratifying for me, you know, players understanding the value of routine and the value of being a good teammate and when you see the team kind of gel together, um, those when I'm like sitting back and saying, okay, now this is pretty cool. This is what it's supposed to look like. This is what it's supposed to feel like. Now, it doesn't always play out on the field that way, but most of the time it does when you have a tight-knit group and a group that's really leaning on each other and, and trusting in each other. So um, those are the things that really fire me up, and I'm having a blast. I really am. It's a fun group. And I, what excites me most is we got a chance to play really exciting baseball in August and September, and I know our fan base is starving for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can finish here on a really positive note in the second half and, and get something done that hasn't been done in a long time. And I'm not even going to bring that up. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty fired up, obviously. Scott, last one I got for you. Um, I enjoy hearing the players' walk-up songs, like who chooses what. <laughs> if you were playing, what would be your walk-up oh, song? Great question, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we didn't even have walk-up songs back in my day. But uh, oh, I don't know. I'd be all over the board. I'd probably be one of those guys that mixed it up, you know. Um, have a little country once in a while. I'd have some uh, uh, black-eyed peas uh, once oh, in a while. Thanks, it would be Scott. all over the board with me. I don't know. It's, it's a little crazy. Love Scott, it. scale question. of one to I don't ten. Have a definite answer. Scale of one to ten. Scale of one to ten, with one being absolutely not and ten being any time. How comfortable would you be with me choosing your walk-up songs? <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> uh, I'd have to have you like make sure you discussed it with Shannon first. That's How's fair. That? That's fair. I'll, I'll accept Shannon, that. If Shannon was involved. I trust Shannon. She would take care of me. She wouldn't embarrass me. I don't know you well enough, Stace, but I know Shannon knows me well enough. So if you if you got together with Shannon, okay. whatever you guys pick, that'd be good with. Perfect, perfect. He is Scott Service Mariners manager. The Scott Service Show presented by Pizza Hut with support from Mazda of Everett. Scott, thanks so much for taking the time. Good luck in Washington. We'll see you guys when you get back home. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Thanks, Scott. All right. Let's cycle through some MLB headlines. Check out what's going on around the league. The Mariners lineup is out. J.P. Crawford hitting off. Hitting off, leading off, <laughs> hitting and leading off with uh, Julio Rodriguez out of the lineup tonight, serving that one-game suspension. Dylan Moore in center field in his place. Demo, I feel like I've seen him everywhere. Have we just seen him in outfield? But for some reason, I feel like I've seen him in the infield. But uh, Demo, why not? Man, he's quietly has put together a nice like week and a half or so. So it's going to be weird not seeing uh, J-Rod out there doing what he does, interacting with the crowd or whatnot. But uh, 
Go ahead, Demo. Get it done. By the way, Bump got two good questions. Uh, How as does it make you feel, I'm Stacey? very, very, <laughs> very upset. Uh, a good takeaway. This is from uh, Wyman and Bob producer Mike Lefko, who uh, mentions this. is um, I forgot to mention a good takeaway from our interview with Scott just now is him reaching out to Dusty Baker personally to mm-hmm. say, hey, if there is a spot available, if someone has to sit out because he's sore or take some time off or can't play the game, yeah. let's get Ty in there. Oh. I also appreciated him taking one-on-one time with Ty. Kind of before everyone else gets in there, he gets the news that Ty isn't going to make it, sitting down with him and kind of talking to him about it. Because I got to say, Scott, far from the only person who was shocked, I would imagine Ty was shocked that he wasn't part yeah, of that. That allows Ty to get it out before yeah. he's in front of everybody. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, speaking of the All-Star game, we have some confirmed home run derby participants. Mets first baseman Pete Alonzo, obviously, trying to repeat his champ there. Braves center fielder Ronald Acuna Jr. Nationals right fielder Juan Soto. Phillies left fielder Kyle Schwarber. And Cardinals CH Albert Pujols, who's 42. He'll become looking to become the first ever three-peat winner. I called him at, uh, or excuse me, I called uh, Pujols at 14 home runs. Uh it doesn't matter I'm what Roger feeling says. feeling okay about it. <laughs> he won the dang bet. I'm so upset. <laughs> I got played. I, well, no, I played myself. You both kind of got played. I, yeah, we both got played. Sure. I especially played myself, though. Um, now, there's still three open spots. Who are we kind of hoping gets those? I don't know. Raul Mondesi's out the game, right? I can't. Doesn't he have a son who's playing, <laughs> yeah, though? Yeah, Adalberto, but he's not a home run hitter. All he's right, well, never mind. My picks are gone. Very late. <laughs> uh, interesting, though, Scott Service, I believe, was quoted on Sunday or maybe earlier today. Uh, the Seattle Times has the quote. He was asked if he wants to see Julio Rodriguez in the home run derby. Service said, quote, oh, no, he can't hit home runs in BP. He doesn't do it. No, he should not do the home run derby. <laughs> Uh, apparently Julio's never competed in a home run derby before. He doesn't do it in pregame batting practice. He's too focused on his approach. That's what That was like the full quote. So Scott, obviously not uh, wanting to see not his, <laughs> not, to see, not wanting to see his star player in the home run derby. I think yeah. a lot of people don't. But knowing how competitive Julio is and how he's probably like, I want to give it a go. I think Julio said he has not yet committed to it. He said, quote, we'll see. Yeah. All right. It's I don't think know. he'd turn it down. He seems like someone who embraces a lot of opportunities and yeah. um, that idea of like, yeah, I'll try that. I'll do that. That seems really cool. Yeah. You know what for I his think? personal brand, yeah. you get that solo time, all eyes right. on you. The, the nation gets to see Julio Rodriguez. Like, as a, as a businessman, personally, that'd sure. be a good move for you. But you guys are a little worried about if it could affect yeah. the swing. Just or don't, don't mess up the swing. I will say there are very anything. few things better for a brand than a home run derby title. Pete Alonso. How many people who are not Mets fans would know that much about Pete Alonso? Other than or even call him the polar bear. Owns the home run derby. Hear me out. He's in those commercials because of the home run derby. Probably. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I know it's the Mets. I know he's a great player, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I think the home run derby a big part of that. Um, Robinson Cano returned to the bigs last night, making his debut for the Braves. He picked up two hits in Atlanta's loss to the Mets. Speaking of the Mets. Hey, Rob Cano still in there doing what he does. Didn't he have like a, something in his contract that said if he wasn't pulled yeah. up by a certain date, he got some money? What was this, he Rob? Uh, he would, the Padres would seek to trade him to okay. a team that has an open roster spot. And the Braves did. It is interesting seeing him go to a, a contending team now in the Braves. Considering the Cano's now on, what, his third team this season already, and he has not really performed at the major league level all that well this year, I I do find it interesting that the Braves are willing to give him a shot. But, look, they're paying him pennies 
to go play with him the rest of the season. I don't see why they – I mean, it's it's not going to hurt them to see what is left in Cano. Cano actually did really well in AAA. I think his batting average around like 330. He had an on-base around 400. But as we know, AAA numbers are uh, kind of fool's gold mm. as to what these players really do have left. I, I will commend Cano for going the AAA route because, look, if you if you're – Going the AAA route after all the success that he had at the major league level, you can't really question his love of the game. Like that's that is a passion for baseball that most guys who have done all he's done in the game just don't have. All right. All right. Well, I know we were just talking about minor league numbers and taking some of those with a grain of salt, but let's try to take them with a little bit more when it comes to Jared Kelnick and his development from the Tacoma Rainiers. Jared Kelnick has hit safely in 14 of 15 games. He's had a seven for 18 week with two homers, two triples, two doubles, and six walks. He's doing what he's supposed to do. I mean, what if he was down there doing the exact opposite? You know, then we would say, right, okay. Then we would be reading into it. Yeah, but, you know, you can't knock a guy for doing what he's supposed to do. Curtis, how long would you leave Jared Kelnick in AAA? Uh, until you can expand the rosters in September. I mean, Unless an emergency situation calls for it to bring him up, let's say, God forbid, a big name goes down in the in the lineup, yeah. specifically an outfielder, then I think right. you may give him a call just because Kelnick does represent somebody with a higher upside than most. But I am more than all right with having him stay down until you expand the rosters. Astros' Jordan Alvarez has landed on the IL with a hand injury and will miss the All-Star game in his place, the American League has uh, brought Boston Red Sox designated hitter J.D. Martinez to replace him. He is now an all-star for the fifth time and was the next DH in line via the player ballot. So uh, if anyone's keeping score here, obviously that would be for DH, not for space, but still no tie for him. Still no tie. Still it, no tie. I don't care about the roster moves if we're not talking about tie friends. I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's on tap? Powered by Madden Industrial Craftsman. The Mariners are back at it today, opening up a two-game series against the Nationals. First pitch is at 4.05 p.m. Pre-game show starts at 3 p.m. right here on Seattle Sports Station. By the way, tomorrow's game, don't forget, you guys, a very early first pitch. What is it, Curtis? About 9.05 a.m. Get up. Get coffee, tune into Seattle Sports Station for an 8 a.m. pregame, and stick around for the Mariners of the Nationals. That's tomorrow. Today's first pitch is at 4.05. You're listening to Seattle Sports Station on 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Rick Riz joins us next. You're listening to The Dugout every Tuesday at 1 with Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports Station, the home of the Mariners. This is the dugout, all Mariners from 1 to 2. Let's be joined by the voice of the Mariners, Rick Riz, on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. Rick, how's it going? Stacy, I'm doing just fine. Uh, bump, it's nice and warm and humid here in our nation's <laughs> capital as we get ready to play the Nationals here in game one of a brief two-game series. But Mariners right now are hotter than the weather. They really are. It's been so fun to watch them. I mean, it it should always be fun for any win, but the streak they've been able to go on is just unreal. And a huge part of that has uh, has been offensive production from from Julio, from Suarez, from Santana. I mean, let's start with Julio and just what you've seen from him over these last 19 games. Oh, I tell you what, it's I call it controlled chaos where he's not taking wild swings anymore and falling across home plate. He's taking very quick. Uh, swings into the strike zone, staying through the strike zone and driving the ball to mostly to left field and center field, but he can't hit the ball the other way to right field. 
he's just making a lot of contact with authority, and he's willing to take his base hits. He had a huge hit on Sunday, as you know. Uh, ground ball to hold it short when he does that with his speed. He had a big RBI single, the infield base hit. So this kid is doing everything right. Great defense out there in center field. And a few times that he makes a miscue, he learns from it right away. He's a quick learner. And he says, Skip, I'm not going to do that again. And he does it. And I tell you, oh, he's an all-star. At 21 years of age, a rookie, rookie of the month for May, for June, he's going to be the rookie of the year, I believe. You know, obviously, if he keeps his going. But he's just so much fun to watch. And his excitement, his exuberance, his joy for the game of baseball really comes out just like the kid that we had many years ago. Riz, this uh, this rotation has been great on the mound as of uh, late. Even when they're not, this defense is picking them up, right? I mean, Marco doesn't strike anybody out, doesn't walk anybody, but he's 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 forcing guys to ground out a lot. What are you seeing out of this pitching rotation, and do you think they could uh, keep this up? Well, I'll tell you what, Bump, it's, it's the starters who get things going. It's the starters who help out the defense because they get deep in the games and it sets up the pitching for the bullpen. You know, they know when they're going to pitch in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. And when they work as quickly as they do and get outs like they have been, it helps your defense. Right now, the starters over the last, oh my goodness, over the last month and a half have been the best in baseball. And then defense is ready to make plays. Defense has committed the fewest errors in the major leagues. They have the highest fielding percentage in the major leagues because the pitching has been so good. Uh, Perry Hills, best field coach, maybe in the history game of baseball, but uh, they know to be ready. They're ready. They make great plays. Suarez has played gold glove defense over at third. Ty France at first base. you got a guy that already won a gold glove at shortstop. So they're, they're a fun team to watch, and it goes all hand-in-hand. Hand. Starting pitching with the relievers, with the defense, and when they score enough runs, they've won eight in a row, and 16 of the last 17 is one of the best three-week stretches in the history of this franchise right now. Yeah. Um, Rick, uh, Curtis is holding his uh, daughter, Willa, back there, and she's a little uh, shy about the mic, so I'll ask this question on her behalf because I know she's wondering (laughs) why Ty France didn't make the All-Star team. (laughs) She's furious. Willow, so am I. I'm furious, too. I thought the number one and two vote-getters at each position, obviously the number one guy goes. I thought the number two guys, too. Ty deserves to be there. I thought it was a slam dunk that Ty should be on that team. And we're keeping our fingers crossed. I think a few guys made the team today that weren't on the original roster because of injuries. We're going to see some pitchers get on here in the next few days because pitchers that are on the team right now that start on Sunday won't be able to pitch on Tuesday for the All-Star game. But I thought for sure, in my mind, I saw Ty walking around the ball yesterday in the off day. I said, kid, you deserve to be at the All-Star Game. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Willow, are you there, Willow? I'm keeping my fingers crossed that somehow, some way, Ty gets on the team here in the next day or two. She's She disappeared. She's, she's uh, marching around the control room. <laughs> she's, she's still stomping. She's so angry. <laughs> I don't play her. I'm, I'm, stopping. I'm stopping, too, because she, he should be there. Yeah. Logan Gilbert should be on the team. I'm so happy that our 21-year-old rookie, Julio Rodriguez, is going definitely going to be there. So they all deserve to be there. They can't get everybody on the team, but especially Ty, he deserves to be there. Riz, when um when the Blue Jays were in town, obviously the Canadians took over uh, T-Mobile Park. Uh, <laughs> were you as as satisfied as I was to send them home winless? I was ecstatic. I was thrilled. Now, I I love our neighbors to the north. But love can I can sing that national anthem, but I love it when they come down here. They create a lot of excitement. 
But our fans match that, and beyond, especially with the way they, the Mariners came back and won ball games. So uh, I loved it. The fans were up to the challenge. The Mariners were up to the challenge. And because of that four-game sweep, that was huge. Because right now they're tied for the third playoff spot with the Toronto Blue Jays. And if there is a tie for a third spot or second spot with Toronto, the Mariners will have the head-to-head victory uh, season-wise with the Blue Jays. So that series was huge to sweep aside the Blue Jays to, to share that third spot with them right now. So fans are great. And Carlos Santana. Can I talk about Carlos Santana for yes, a second? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Can <laughs> you? I, I, just, I just looked it up, uh, safety and bump, that, uh, you know, when he got here on June uh, 28th, the Mariners were seven games under 500. And uh, over the last 12 games with Carlos Santana here, the Mariners are now three games over 500. So in 12 games, and it's a team effort, but in 12 games with Carlos Santana here, the Mariners have made up, you know, a 10-game difference from being seven under to three over. And he said three home runs in his last four events, three home runs in his last two games. Mm-hmm. He had the game-winning home run on Saturday night in the seventh inning, a two-to-one win, and then the game-winning home run in the bottom of the eighth inning that Sunday afternoon after he hit a home run in the, I think it was the second or third inning of that game. So he's been uh, absolutely a tremendous, one of the best, in-season additions that yeah. I've seen here. Jerry DePoto made a great trade to pick up Carlos Santana from Kansas City with Ty France on the IL at the time. So he's he's been outstanding. Yeah, I'm happy to admit that I uh, underestimated how much Santana could contribute here. Very happy to have been wrong about that. Hey, uh, last one here, uh, Riz. I, I'm not looking for a specific name, but uh, where's a position this team might consider adding at this year's trade deadline? Well, right now, they're in great shape uh, pitching-wise. You, you can never have enough pitching, but right now they have so much pitching that George Kirby isn't even here, Stacy, mm-hmm. He's down at AAA Tacoma, and I think he's going to pitch an inning or two somewhere along the way before the All-Star break so they can adjust his innings and get him ready for the second half of the year. But uh, Jerry DePoto and the front office, they do such a great job of adding, and Jerry loves to make trades, but I think they've already made a great addition you know, prior to the trade deadline by acquiring a veteran switch hitter like Carlos Santana. It's already been done. Uh, but what he's meant to the ball club, as we just outlined over the last few minutes. But, uh, you know, with Jerry, you know, he's, he's always ready to make a deal. If it's a deal that's going to help his ball club in the second half, he's going to find a way to make it happen. So they're, they're in pretty good shape right now. He is the voice of the Mariners, Rick Riz, joining us on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. Riz, thanks so much for taking the time. Stacy Bump, anytime. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thank Riz. you. This hour of the dugout is brought to you by Mazda of Everett. You're listening to Seattle Sports Station on 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Shannon Dreyer joins us next for another look ahead to this series against the Nationals. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Dugout every Tuesday at 1 with Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports Station, the home of the Mariners. All right, this is the Dugout All Mariners from 1 to 2, wrapping things up with Shannon Dreyer, joining us now on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. As a reminder, our conversation with Mariners insider Shannon Dreyer is powered by Pacific Lamp and Supply. Shannon, how goes it in our nation's capital? Well, I think the baseball is good right now. I think everybody enjoyed a day off yesterday. It is very warm and getting muggier by the minute. We'll see what happens with the weather, but so far, so good. 
Shannon, thanks for joining us. And uh, I know what that humidity is like. I'm a sweater, so I will. I sweat. <laughs> so stay Thank cool. Thank you for sharing. Stay cool. <laughs> Look, Shannon, this is a show of vulnerability, okay? No, we're... Hey, so what, what do you think about uh, Chris Flexen? Like, where is he right now um, in this rotation? Are you confident he's on the mound? What does he need to improve on? What is he uh, doing a great job at? Uh, I think we've got kind of a good understanding of who Chris Flexen is. And Chris Flexen is a pitcher that needs all of his weapons. That doesn't mean that he can't get by when he doesn't have one of his pitches. He can, but that's the difference between a two times through the outing and uh, two th- two times through the lineup and out after five innings or, you know, maybe going three and six or seven innings. If he's got all of his pitches, he is about as good as anybody out there if he is locating them. If he doesn't have all of his pitching pitches, uh, he can really buckle down and, and work with what he has got. You just are going to have to get him out of that there sooner. Uh, the cutter was good for him earlier. It hasn't been as good for him of late, and it's just a matter of what does he have when he gets out there. And I, I think they're ready for that. I think that he really has turned into that number four or five, and, and you know what you're going to get from him. It's going to be either an A or a B. He doesn't usually blow up out there by any means. Every now and then he pops a brilliant outing, and most of the time he's somewhere in between. Bump was joking about this earlier. Maybe not joking. We were halfway serious. The idea of uh, sometimes you struggle in the series you think you should win. Washington's in last place in their division. I got to say, Shannon, I'm with Bump on this one. Sometimes I get a a little nervous about the teams you think you've got the best chance to sweep. So tell us what we might see in this Nationals team. Well, you know what? I, I hope it's not a trap series because you're right, Stacey. This team this year, and I think to some extent last year as well, seemed to kind of play up to their competition mm-hmm. and you're looking at an ads team that's lost 10 out of their last 11 and so i hope it's not a trap series i also hope it's not a tarp series that's a possibility too <laughs> no. but <laughs> you, you look at um you, they want to keep the momentum going they had the day off yesterday which is good i mean you need to get the guys some rest but uh, you got to refocus. You got to get back in there. They do have a pitcher going for them tonight who has had, uh, you know, good outing. Six of his last seven starts, uh, he's surrendered two or fewer runs. Somebody they haven't seen, or most of them haven't seen very much. And you know, strangely enough, if you look at and this isn't terribly relevant to what is going on unless you want to get into the mystical stuff and this is baseball but these two teams have met 21 times and the Mariners' record against them is six and 15. They only have one win in Washington, D.C. So you you want to, you know, kind of break that up, and sometimes that's the travel. It's way over here, and they've had that day off. Hopefully that plays to their favor. You know you don't have Julio Rodriguez tonight. You know Jesse Winker is coming back and hasn't played in six days. So uh, a lot going on a- along those ways. So you look on the other side, you've got Juan Soto, who is having a bit of a down year, not a bad year by any means, but he hasn't been quite as fearsome as he has been in the past few years. Got Nelson Cruz on the other side who got off to a really terrible start and has been a little bit better of late. So uh, it's one of those series where, you know, you don't want to make too mistakes. You Mm -hmm. want to keep playing good baseball. You want to keep playing clean baseball. And you certainly, certainly don't want to overlook anyone. Shannon, we've been asking this question to everyone or anyone who will listen, and and I'm sure the people in Seattle are with us. How angry are you that Ty (laughs) Friends – is not in the All-Star game. Not quite as angry as Angie Mentek is. I hope somebody's keeping an eye on her right now. She's just... <laughs> if I have to pull this car over and tie friends... That was Angie. Get, you know, that was... <laughs> that was Angie. Um, you know, I'm, I'm puzzled by it, to be 
honest with you. I, I think he is absolutely deserving of it as far as the numbers go. And then the thing that puzzles me the most is if you're Major League Baseball and you're trying to bring in a newer audience, why is he not on this team? Why are you not, you know, he's not as flashy as Julio Rodriguez is, but he is one of the best first basemen out there and, and definitely in the American League right now. And the Mariners, this sounds strange, are the hottest team in baseball right now. And they do have fans throughout the country. They do have fans that, you know, became fans. You, you hear it all the time about Ken Griffey Jr. and everything mm-hmm. else, but darn it, a lot of people fell in love with this team when he was playing and because of him. And, and so an opportunity to kind of, put this team that hopefully is an up-and-coming team in baseball forward and is a little bit different than what has been out there for the last 20 years and is certainly a lot younger than the product that they have been putting out there for a long time, why wouldn't you have him on that team? I I think um, it's a slight not just to Ty France. I think it's a slight to the Mariners, too. And Mm. I know that there are rules and you have to, this is how we're doing it, and it has to replace this person or whatever. Uh, I think they went far too into how they were going to replace players. I mean... It's a DH. Anybody that is not a pitcher can can fill that spot, and uh, I just think it's a shame. I, I think there's a lot that goes into it, and I, I think that Ty France checks all of the boxes. Now, Shannon, it's going to be pretty difficult to keep winning at the clip that they have been, but how can they keep playing winning baseball? What are one or two keys that have kept them successful through this stretch that they can try to control? Well, obviously the pitching. The pitching has been some of the best in baseball, and if you're looking at just, you know, pure ERA right now. Mariners pitchers, they lead the majors with a 278 ERA over their last 42 games. That's since, um, you know, that is, that's a long time. That is a ridiculous amount of time. This is what they are since May 27th. So you got to keep the pitching going. And we just, you know, right now need to keep it going into the break. And then I think you've got to have talked about this on a couple of shows, but I think you got to start looking at perhaps getting some help for the starting rotation. And not just because you've got to watch George Kirby's innings, but because all of the pitchers have thrown a lot of innings. You have used the same five since uh, three weeks into the season on. Matt Brash had a little bit of a stay here, and then it has been the same five guys. And I think that you've got to you know, do what you can to protect those guys and also take into consideration it's not likely that they're all going to make it to the end. I hate to say that, but that is baseball. So, you know, you hope that you're able to help out the starting pitching there. Uh, you got to figure out what you have in the bullpen right now. It's been great for you. How does Matt Brash fit in? Does Matt Festa stay up right now? Uh, and, and kind of figure out how all of that works out. And then, of course, the other factor that we've seen from them is the offense has started to show up. And you hope that they can keep playing a good, clean brand of baseball and uh, it kind of sustains what happens when all of a sudden you start bringing guys back. You hope that's not a disruption, and I know that sounds absolutely crazy. Why wouldn't you want a Kyle Lewis in the order? Why wouldn't you want a Mitch Haniger in the order? But maybe that is a bit of a challenge with them coming back and getting into their game as well. So you hope that you can keep everybody on the same path and on the same track. And what has really jumped out at me over the last two weeks in particular is this is now a team it is a very cohesive team and i think at some point they looked around and said we're the 26 guys we're not waiting around to see what happens and who comes back and who gets here and we're going to do what we can do at this moment and i think the focus might have changed a little bit at that point and i think that has helped put them on the path that they're on and uh, you know you you're going to add talent back to this and you need to keep them on that track when that talent is added back 
She is Mariners insider for Seattle Sports, Shannon Dreyer. She is also uh, watching this game live, so keep a lookout for a photo of a tarp. That's what we're, <laughs> that's what we're watching for. That's <laughs> no when I know we're going to be in trouble. No tarp yet, at okay. Shannon Dreyer. Follow her for the latest updates from this one and all of your Mariners coverage. Shannon, thanks so much. You got it. See ya. All right, again, our conversation with Shannon Dreyer is powered by Pacific Lamp and Supply. This has been the dugout on Seattle Sports Station. All Mariners every single Tuesday. As you guys know by now, it's 1 to 2 p.m. And it always starts with the Scott Service Show. Good stuff from Scott earlier today. If you missed it, it'll be an hour four of the Bump and Stacy podcast. By the way, rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Google Play, Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, five stars. I almost said four stars. I mean, four is fine. Of course, five. Nah. Five. Nah. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I should five aim higher. Yeah. You're right. Five stars or nothing would be fantastic <laughs> if you guys can leave those reviews. Thank you to all of our guests today, Shannon, Rick, Riz, and also to the skipper himself, Scott Service. This has been the Dugout on Seattle Sports Station on 710 and the Seattle Sports app, Wyman and Bob, coming your way next.